How long gone? Uh, beautiful Sunday in New York City. Uh, one of the nicest days of the year, um, which is unfortunate because it means that people will be drinking in the street at San Gennaro, so I won't be able to enjoy it. Jason, how are you? Oh, is, is this weekend the Feast of San Gennaro? Is there going to be an action Bronson meatball soap? You wish it was one weekend. It's fucking two weeks straight every day. They like come in from New Jersey and build like full on restaurants. It's not like they're they're spending thousands of dollars. When you say they, what do you mean by that? You people, use people. I, I mean, I th- just like what do use means? Use people. Some sort of <laughs> vendors. I don't really know what they do. Yeah, 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 The rest of the year, you know, like I don't know what they get that- ready for next year. Game time. They run the game tape. They check it out. Here's how we could do the cannolis better in 2025, stuff like that. I don't think that that's true, but I mean, I mean, <laughs> I, I think these people probably need to make money year round. So there's maybe they do a circuit of fried Oreo sales, you know? Uh, yeah, 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 of course. I, I, but this must, especially this, in this economy, they have to. This has got to be the crown jewel, though. I mean, two weeks is just so crazy. It's all it, oh, the feast. It's a big show. It's a big show. It's what everyone talks about. It's really a. It's one of the worst nuisances. I mean, everything is horrible. <laughs> here but this is one of the worst nuisances that exist it's unbelievable how bad it is we walked home last night and it was literally like it looked like the apocalypse just trash everywhere nypd Mm -hmm. the whole thing nevertheless chris persisted what are you gonna do uh what's up with you um i was just looking at uh instagram story from friend of the show um benny blanco and he posted a photo of uh some sculptures it was like some some ancient kind of roman faces carved out of stone and they seem to be making like a a face as if you're in pleasure and then his caption said when she keeps sucking after you finish yeah I, 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 and there was just there, there's something to to the to the his prose that was so it just struck me because the, the 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 standard nomenclature would be um when you nut, but she keeps sucking, right? That's sort of the industry standard terminology for this meme format. I mean, I, I wondered why you sent this because it was it seemed pretty run-of-the-mill to me, but I guess I hadn't inspected the language choice of well, a, I'm, I'm a writer, so a these meme. are the things that... I, I see the world a little differently than other people. Of course, I don't find that super interesting or funny, but <laughs> I'm glad that you did and you saw the difference in it because that is that is like you know rose-tinted glasses. It feels like, it feels like a, a nothing burger for you, but for me, just for... I mean, and, and I love Benny. He's a friend of our pod and all that stuff, so we're just having a fun time with him, but... To phrase when she keeps sucking after you finish, it's like it's like Chat GPT wrote it or like Grammarly corrected your meme and wrote it in a way that like Elon Musk might write it. I highly doubt any of that happened. I bet he No, I, I'm not saying that happened. I'm saying that would be a good excuse for such a funny way to I think he thought to word something. I think he thought it was he was saying it exactly how it said. That's my guess. Mm-hmm. I think he made. I think he made an error from memory, <laughs> and it worked out in your favor. And it, it actually, when you brought up sculptures, I assumed if it was a Benny Blanco sculpture, it would be like butter or something. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like a kitchen sculpture. So I was, it, it's true that the, the the kind of Stonehenge vibe he was bringing to the story was a nice surprise. Oh, he's bringing us on it. And speaking of butter sculptures, my my birthday party, which was over a week ago now we, obviously there was a butter sculpture that was created by my beautiful forever wife and you know let's say 94 percent of it was left intact of course um so i we have this a small butter dog that lives in our refrigerator now and we just sort of use it as if you know we're like a line cook at horses just kind of slathering up some pasta or something like that. What was it supposed to look like? What was the original design? The original design, uh, sh- she originally wanted it to be like a rabbit, kind of like when you get the chocolate Easter bunny situation. Oh, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. you know, the way God took over when she was crafting everything, it turned out to be more of like a small kind of stout dog. It was a little Tintin-ish, 
something you might see on the halls of the the Carlisle. Can I ask? Can, uh, can I ask? Please. How it was salted? Don't worry. Oh, thank God, because I was going to say I, I ain't <laughs> slathering it unless it's salted. So thank God. I, I I guess. Did you have any other questions? Uh, well, I just want to. I mean, I don't know if you're the guy f for this or not, but the the origin of the butter sculpture is this like. 1900s or is this did did Layla Gohar start this or is this something that we've been doing since the medieval times and I just wasn't aware of it because I'm not like a foodie if if it wasn't Gohar it was Salvador Dali it was okay. one of the two sure, artists sure, sure, sure. The two. <laughs> funny not a lot of people know that Dali I often get the two confused <laughs> yeah well, people didn't actually know that Dali started with with butter before he kind of moved into to different materials um, so it's good to know. All that right, that's the I got the wiki pulled up. What, what do we got? The earliest butter sculpture in the modern sense <laughs> as part of public art and not a banquet centerpiece can be traced to the 1876 centennial exhibition. I knew it. Caroline Brooks, a farm woman from Arkansas, displayed her yeah. dreaming Lolanth. A boss relief bust of a woman modeled in butter, and it does look quite nice. I'm very happy that this is, first of all, done by an American. Thank God, because this feels like a kind of like a European pre-war design style yeah. to me. So to know that it was created in God's country of Arkansas in this in beautiful America makes me feel good. And the fact that it was a bust of a chick makes me feel even better. This is extremely American. And now I support butter. This is this is, a, this is a win for the stars and stripes across the board, right? <laughs> exactly, and we exactly. needed one, didn't we? <laughs> we needed a win, knowing that the but with the origins of the popular butter sculpture has given me the the energy to move on. Mm -hmm. You know, it's it's really it's put some gas in my tank on this at the end of the week. I needed this, Jason. Thank you, you for bringing. Do you think out. friend of the show Chloe Wise has created a butter sculpture? Or has have cooler heads prevailed and she resisted the the trend? I mean, there is no way that her and Pierce haven't sat in that apartment and done like a ghost style, you know, kind of. <laughs> butter <laughs> sculpture i thought you were building. going to like ghost kitchen but no different <laughs> no, the movie no, ghost no. no yeah you know like a, a nice shirtless kind of you know i'm gonna teach you how to use a golf club vibe <laughs> it's a little uh <laughs> student becomes the teacher because it's exactly because like, yes, pierce yes. is like wait a minute i'm the chef but you're teaching me it's like it's kind of like that yeah but it's hot you know what i mean i mean nothing Nothing is is sexier than having butter all over your hands. You know what I mean? That sounds just great to you're, me. You're, you're telling me this, Chris? Come on. <laughs> you don't have to tell. You know Jason, who the flying fuck you're talking to? In Jason's bath guest bathroom, it's it's just the Byredo hand soap and then some butter to kind of rub on mm -hmm. after to make sure it's raw. That, to make sure that he gets that moisturization and that nature's that, salve. That yeah, I mean, if you came smell. over to my house and and looked at my laptop. Do you know how many keys on my keyboard don't work because they're just so logged, lodged with butter, with, uh, with unsalted like butter? Jason's Jason's keyboard looks like the bottom of a movie theater popcorn. It's just kind of, you know what I mean? There's mm -hmm. just there's just shit everywhere. It's a it's a bless this mess situation. Of course, of course. No, I, I, one of my favorite uh, southern southern phrases, uh, bless this mess. Well, I'm glad I'm glad we got to the bottom of that. Um, and yeah. you, I like that you're using it kind of chipping away at it. I do think that's cool. <laughs> I actually wanted to, I don't know if you saw this, but, um, some people are calling for some cognitive testing of, of like presidents. Oh yes. And yes. so wouldn't that be nice? I was thinking about this a lot because I think this is a cool kind of, I think this is a great idea. And I think that even though it was called for by George Santos, I agree with this. But what if we did this for podcasters? Do you think that if we like applied this kind of thinking to podcasting that we could weed out some of the roughage that, <laughs> that has taken over our industry? Or do you think everybody is up to snuff? Do you think they could pass like Donald Trump? Well, I think that most popular podcasts, uh, listeners want their host to have uh, a, a low iq and a low oh. reading level because it will make them feel oh. more relatable i don't want some Damn. npr brainiac yeah. telling me about this shit i want theo vaughn yeah screaming about uncle skeeter yeah no yeah theo theo vaughn <laughs> has never passed any tests actually i don't think uh so he's a perfect candidate for this but he he also might be um i guess not an industry plant more of like a 
Kentucky plant. Like there's on on that show um, HBO's Hacks. Yes. There's the there's the old kind of country hillbilly comedian, but it's all a persona that she's built, sort of like a Larry the Cable Guy. Kind yeah, of thing. yeah, yeah. Maybe Theo Vaughn is is a little bit of a a poet laureate scholar. Well, you know that Theo Vaughn's original uh, claim to fame was MTV's Road Rules. You you do know, sure. That. So he is he's been trying to be famous for a long time. But I think that like a professional wrestler, once you kind of find the identity to assign to yourself mm-hmm. and and really lean in, and you find that success, then you have to have a a, a mullet no matter what, and you have to record in your garage yeah. to kind of keep that stuff going. Do you think Dwayne Johnson wants to be The Rock anymore? He doesn't have a choice. Well, I mean, Dwayne Johnson, you know, famously, everybody wants him to run for president, you know, um, just, you know, because that's what we need. The, the the pipeline actor to president pipeline, it goes Ronald Reagan, and then, and then of course, The Rock. You know, it's just, it's perfect. It'll be like, there's a, there's a, protein deficiency in this country <laughs> that i that we need to do something about i know arnold schwarzenegger didn't address this in the state of california so i think that that's partly why he didn't get reelected. Uh-huh. you know is the, is the the protein shortage is something that we really got to talk mm-hmm. about gavin nuisance is oddly silent about this issue kind of makes you think <laughs> oddly silent but I, I like this idea for cognitive testing um across the board and i think it would be i don't cool. i'll be i'll be uh I'll be displayed as a charlatan in mere minutes if I were to be no, tested. No, no, no. You're cog. You, you're cognitive. You're not smart, but you're Shorty, cog- I'm cognitive. Cognitive that, as well. Yo, I, that's different. I'm so smart. I don't even really know exactly what <laughs> cognitive means. It's just gun to my head, and you want me to define it? I, I can't really do that. I mean, it's it's a it's a mental competency, basically, which I do think you have. I think we both have on a general level. I think once we get up to the to, to the higher tier, we might strike out, and that's okay. Okay, my my cognition will putter out at some point. But it's like when when these politicians kind of like short circuit and shit like that, and they like say the wrong words. Yeah, and stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean? They call Vietnam a third world country, and then smooth jazz starts playing, <laughs> yeah. and then they start walking around for a while, and somebody grabs them. Does yeah, a little. Yeah. Uh, Puts the hand on the lower back. Yeah, a classic lower back. Let's get you out of here. Let's get you to bed. <laughs> um, but I, but I think that there's also I think we should also do kind of some middle school style physical testing as well because you know Biden gets a lot of shit because he can't walk up and down stairs, <laughs> and I think that's something we could fi- I think that's something we could have found out before he was elected. Whereas you know I mean? our RFK can bench uh, fifty pounds easy. <laughs> oh, yeah, dude. RFK. I've seen him put that up. I don't want to see him talk, but I want to see him bench. Almost clean. Almost. <laughs> he had to. Get Tim. Yeah. Tim Dillon had to help him on the the eighth rep, but he he got the first he got the first seven up clean. For his, it ain't bad. It ain't bad. I seen worse. I seen worse, big fella. Did we? We didn't. We didn't talk about the the debate, did we? I feel like we. I feel like we didn't because there was so much going. We had we had guests this week and it was just busy. I don't think we talked about or it. the um has the sexual revolution failed debate. Mm-hmm that debate no we have not spoken about it hey jason we all know there are things in life that you have to compromise on you're eating at restaurants you don't want to eat at all the time to appease myself and others mm-hmm. um, but when it comes to your health health there's no compromise so don't go back to that one doctor who used your appointment to catch up on the latest headlines their family group chat their crossword puzzles just because they're available right now or because they take your slightly sketchy insurance instead check out zocdoc the place where you can find and book doctors who will make you feel comfortable, listen to you, and prioritize your health. And you can search by location, availability, and insurance, so literally no compromises here because with ZocDoc, you've got more options than you know. ZocDoc is a free app and website where you can search and compare highly rated in-network doctors very close to you and instantly book appointments with them online. Just like when I'm looking for new shoes on my sites, you can filter specifically, see which doctors take your insurance, located near you, maybe find a doctor that's far away from you for personal reasons you don't want to disclose. I use ZocDoc, and you should too. Go to ZocDoc.com slash howlong and download ZocDoc for free. Then find and book a top-rated doctor today. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C dot com slash howlong. ZocDoc.com slash howlong. How Long Gone is brought to you by Nutrafol. As you know, you know, hair thinning is quite complicated. Like your skin, hair is a reflection of your health. Uh-oh. And internal factors can impact the way your hair looks, feels, and most importantly, grows. Nutrafol's whole body approach 
multi-targets underlying root causes like stress, hormone fluctuations, and nutrient gaps for visibly thicker, stronger hair. Go ahead, give it a tug. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth suppy with over 1 million people seeking thicker, stronger, faster growing hair with considerably less shedding. Thank God. Take the first step <laughs> to visibly thicker, healthier hair for a limited time. Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off your first month's subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and enter the promo code how long? All one word. Find out why over 4,500 healthcare professionals and stylists and professional stylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L. I got RAF on the nut. <laughs> Dot com promo code how long. That's Nutrafol.com <laughs> promo code how long. I thought I saw, I, I thought I would see more about it, to be honest. Like, I haven't really seen that much about it, except that, like, it was pointless and Grimes is weird. <laughs> you, you know, that's kind of like all I, which is like, yeah, I could have told you that, um, but you guys bought tickets for it, so I don't know what to say. How much were the tickets? I, I think there were there was like a sliding scale depending on where you sat, obviously, you know, yeah. nosebleeds are cheaper than the orchestra pit, et cetera, but I think they ranged from like... You know, 60, 70 bucks up to a few hundred maybe for front row yeah. or a couple hundred bucks or something like that. But with the services, service fees oh, and everything. Oh, fees. You know. How, oh, God. I was looking um, in the middle in the middle section, just curious to see in, in two tickets, like the, the cheapy ones that had already been sold out the first year. The, and two tickets with all the fees and taxes and everything was like three... 300 something dollars i can see look if i want to see a, a canceled canceled group on stage i can go see van morrison in vegas for less that's crazy <laughs> that's that's crazy that does not that does not make sense it, and that, we know who's more entertaining but yeah i talked to someone who was there and I, th they will go unnamed just just for the <laughs> sake of this everyone will she was kind of like yeah it was it wasn't really a debate it was more of like women talking in circles mm -hmm. <laughs> you know what i mean um but i think that it also and this is a part of what live stuff like this does it gets these freaks out of the house and i mean the fans i mean the ticket buyers mm -hmm. you know yeah. like it's it's literally it was just for red scare fans it's a socializing mixer it's for red scare fans to see to see anna in person is is really what it is, which I which is makes total sense because they don't do shows and and people are devoted to her and want to see this happen. It, I felt like it doesn't. Yeah. I feel like the rest of it almost. I feel like she was selling tickets. I feel like everyone else, like Grimes. I don't know if I, I don't want to see her play music. I definitely don't want to see her talk. Um, at a at a certain point in her career, I would have liked to go see her play music. I suppose, but nowadays in twenty twenty three, she makes like weird techno that i'm not really fucking with too much i mean it's not bad music but you don't need to see it not really into it yeah you don't need to see it but i've heard i've yeah. heard from a from a different source that this could be televised you know and that because of the because of the yeah, i think it's going to be televised because of the strikes and like what's going on the, the thirst for content you know obviously this is pretty cheap you know what i mean you set up a couple cameras you cut it together it's all good there's there's not a lot of uh, heavy lifting um which which does make sense. I'm surprised that like a Netflix would show something like this because it seems like it's against their politics in some ways. But then I guess they do like support Dave Chappelle and everybody hates him. So maybe maybe they they don't care. Yeah, I mean, I was wondering that too because I guess it it, it seems a little more like the message could be weaponized since it's not behind the guise of comedy and 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 joking yes, it's yes. more of yeah, like yeah yeah that's true it feels a little more I'm, I'm pushing these ideologies onto you in a academic way and versus a lol fun way but like you know like the shane gillis special is on netflix and he says a lot of slurs a lot of times and does he nobody really seemed to give a shit i i don't i didn't know who he i didn't like put that together that he was the guy who was supposed to be on snl and then got canceled and, and didn't make SNL. Right. But I, I, it's also like, it was, is he funny? I doubt it. He's very funny. That's the problem. He's, he's, oh, he's really? quick and he's funny, but you know, he, he's, he's holding the line on like, I really need to say that stuff is gay and, and people are gay and stuff like that. <laughs> and like, yes, I need to I be really like a little, I need that. to, I mean, he's, he's being a provocateur and he's pulling it off. So that's cool. I don't know if anyone, I don't know if anyone thinks he's a really bad person. I think that's why 
it's worked. Everyone gives them a break. Is but it's it's also doing quite well because I'm getting served. You know, I see it when I log on to Netflix to watch one of my good shows. Well, you know, not everyone gets served it as strongly as you might, but you're part of a target demo. I know? get served every awful stand-up special, and usually it's people I've never heard of. It, it really does. Every time I see a stand-up special about someone I haven't heard of, which is, I would say, once a week, it kind of blows my mind. They're mm-hmm. really handing them out, man. And, and I feel like it's it's... I wonder if it hurts or helps the profession. It's a good question. Uh, overall. It's a very good question. Well, I mean, it's it's a lot of work that you have to do, and it can become an amazing marketing tool for you and your career. If you have a good special and people love it, it spreads on Netflix totally. very well, and you can have, you know, your, your career can be set for life, but also as soon as you do that, you know, Netflix notoriously gives you fucked up deals. They don't tell you about any streaming numbers. You don't, they don't tell you about anything, and then... As soon as that happens, you got to do a whole new hour and it might not be as good. And Yeah, no, no. I mean, it just seems like a lot. Well, I mean, I think the other thing is there's levels to it. Like some people get up. But it's cheap. Yeah. Well, some people get up on a stage and just talk. You know what I mean? And some people do, I mean, like a John Early type of thing that's more conceptual and like involved. Some people be dancing. And costs more to produce, I would I would assume. Um but that that being said, they're all bad, so it's all good. I don't need to watch them. Um, but yeah, well, I was thinking. I mean, I, I, if if that if the debate, the feminism, sexual revolution debate does uh, does go up on Netflix, very curious to see how many people watch it, how many care. Oh, I think a lot of people will watch it. I don't know if they will be. Uh talking about it <laughs> necessarily I don't, I don't know if a lot of people i mean because the average oh, I think, the average mouth breathing slack-jawed yokel they do not no. want to hear a, a feminist debate and none yep. of those people are are household names i think you're means. under i think you're really underestimating the popularity of like red scare but also like barry weiss and fucking all the i i think it's i think it's a lot bigger than we think and i also think there's a lot of people that would never go to see that and pay to see that because they don't want to be seen there. But they, yeah, I mean, curious. I don't disagree with that. But I'm, I mean, I'm talking on a Netflix scale, com, you know, com, competing with Adam Sandler films. No, and they're shit not like gonna, that. It's a, yeah, but, it's a fraction of of any I of mean, that. Dude, but this is this goes back to what I just said about the fucking stand up specials where no one's heard of the comedian. How different is it? You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't think it's that different when it's when it's a comedian no one's ever heard of. Like, I can't imagine anyone clicking on that at least this has no like, no no. there's there's every single day there are tens of millions of americans who open up their netflix and they say oh here's new stand-up comedy i like stand-up comedy let's put it on and i don't think that many people yeah, yeah are like oh sick there's a feminist debate about the sexual revolution from four women who I've never heard of. One of them I have sort of heard of because she has a baby with Grimes. Baby with Elon. Baby, and baby let's with Elon. watch them argue about words that I don't know. Not, that's not a, it's not a big sell. I, I agree with you, but I think that that world is... I, I guess what I'm saying is I think that world and this concept is big enough for it to be worth doing for a streaming service. Oh, oh absolutely. That's all. Absolutely. I don't I don't think it's going to they'll, they'll buy they'll buy it for 50 grand and I don't everyone, think it's going to blow know, anybody out of the water, but I think that like it would do a lot for everyone involved because I think there's a lot of curiosity. If you're curious about any of that at all, like being able to see it will tell you kind of give you the information you want. You know what I mean without having to pay $400 and be seen there. Yeah, I mean the the the, the question that I was thinking about as all of this is going on in the world is like when's the last time we saw a good debate ever? Gore Gore Vidal probably. It's been a long time. It's been a <laughs> okay. very long time. When when literally how, what 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 uh at, what's the uh ballpark year time frame? decade where where gore vidal was really killing it on the debate game what late 70s early 80s i mean it's been 50 40 50 years the one the famous one is him and and william buckley and i don't know i honestly don't know when it was okay. i don't know when it was i really don't but gore vidal buckley like i bet it was i, I mean it must have been the late 70s early 80s right um that was uh 68 1968 okay so it, it peaked in 68 i mean i'm sure <laughs> i'm sure there's some i'm sure there's some people that that like i think a lot of people enjoy presidential debates you know that's the only debates we get at this point that's that's the only debates we get and i think not since 
the nineties were were I mean I mean it's not since Donald Trump was anybody interested or entertained by watching oh, definitely, a debate. And not. obviously watching a Trump debate is very entertaining and it's funny, but it's also quite frustrating. Well it's bad. For I mean it's, most it's, people. It's bad as a debate. Because it's not a debate. No, it's him getting his bars off and it being funny, right. but then thinking about it's a roast. But yeah, and then thinking about that this guy is the leader of the free world and getting a little bummed. But yes, I mean, yeah, I, that's the, that's the beauty of other stand up. You just get bummed <laughs> that they suck. You don't get bummed <laughs> that they're the president. But all all that is to say, is it possible in 2023 to actually have a good debate? I'm sure they do exist on smaller, no, you know, no. more under, underground independent scales. No, but, you know, no, it, it, no, because we're. We're so I'm sure there's some like Harvard or Yale debate team where you're like, oh, that was actually low-key sick with it. We're so divided and no one has any interest in hearing what anyone else has to say because we all think we're geniuses. That 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 is why this is not the the concept. You're generalizing, but you're not wrong. The concept is dead because everyone thinks they know everything, and if they don't, they can look it up online. So they don't care what they, there's no one cares enough. It's it's uh, you know? the the probability of one person's opinions being swayed by yes. uh, charming discourse is quite low. Is that's exactly what I'm saying. That that's what I mean. It's just it, because no one is open to the idea. The concept is kind of flawed at this point. I mean, at least using the example of like political debates, it's just like guys yelling at each other. There's no like. It's literally like how how much mud can I throw? There's no like. Mm -hmm. Let's like you know. Let's try to figure out maybe we can solve these problems. You know what I'm saying? But I guess that's different because they're trying to be elected too. It's like a fight for the, the top. Yeah. You know? It's not just for sport. It's not just for sport. Which there is a things. dope prize at the end. There's a dope. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I got a dope prize for this. It's cool. I'm you a get to kill your now. chef and get away with it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. My chef died paddle boarding. Okay, chief. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, paddleboarding. You're not even going fast. Even Biden can paddleboard. He can't walk, but he can paddleboard. You just stand still. You gotta have some upper body it's strength. Easy. You gotta have some it's upper easy. body strength. I think Biden, though, if he's on the paddleboard, he doesn't take off the aviator, so he can get lost because his vision isn't great. <laughs> but other otherwise, I think he's got pretty good. He probably was in the Navy at some in point, though. You know? oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, 100. percent Yeah. <laughs> um, well, also, I wanted to talk about this. Hassan Minaj New Yorker story that came out. Yeah. If anyone wants, uh, lastly, if anyone wants to host a debate or wants me or Chris or Chris and I to host a debate, you know, you know, on Yellowstone when they got one of those wild cows that nobody can wrangle, mm -hmm. we're gonna we'll, we'll wrangle it up. I'm good. I would rather just do our shows and get paid. Uh, I don't need to. I would I, love I, to host a debate. No, you wouldn't. A little bop on the nose. It, that's not how. A little timeout. But that's not how it works. That's the thing. People get so mad and so worked up that it's just completely pointless. Like it goes, it always goes nowhere. Maybe with that attitude. Definitely with you. If you were in charge, you'd get walked all over. You'd look like a damn. You'd look no. Yeah, oh, I'd yeah. like. I'd look like one of those damn people that goes over to one of those king cobras, and you little pets them on the head. The cobra falls asleep. That's what I can do. That's that, put the pussy to sleep. That's cute that you think that. Um, well, depending on the depending on who it is, maybe that's true. I guess I'm not going to take it away from you totally. Mm -hmm. But yeah, so this this Hassan this okay. Hassan Minaj so, thing. So yeah, Hassan. Like I I read it yesterday. It's pretty in depth. But basically, this reporter just goes through his entire kind of like catalog of of stories that he's told in in his specials and on on tv mm. or whatever on the daily show his breadth of work what was his show called i don't know last week no no, no i don't remember i i liked his show actually i watched yeah, it his netflix special that was all uh, complete lies was compelling and entertaining and well done so the whole thing is that his kind of stories about uh stuff that has happened to him that usually involved kind of like race or politics, like kind of heavier topics mm -hmm. were either made up completely or just like really embellished. Mm -hmm. And this reporter, this reporter from the New Yorker has gone and like found people that he talked about. <laughs> and they're just like, nah, <laughs> like that's just not what happened. You know? Yeah. That's all it takes is one nosy bitch. Fuck your whole career up. You know what I'm saying? He He's thinking like, Surely nobody's gonna go check with the FBI about 
Anthrax reports being filed from November 2017, and she's like, "Actually, no, I did." Yeah, I, I, yeah, exactly. I and mean, he's like, "Son of a biscuit." I mean, he's. I, I think his defense is that he's. It's like the emotional truth is true, and that. He says that all my stand-up stories are based on events that happened to me, but I use the tools of stand-up comedy. Uh, and oh, wow. Okay, <laughs> changing names and locations and compressing timelines to tell entertaining stories. I gotta say, like, who cares? Kind of. He's, like, he I said it was like eighty percent true, twenty percent fabricated, which I f- I feel like is a lie. Oh, uh, definitely, he's lying. I mean, like. I just think that it's I don't know I think because he it was about like these it wasn't just like dumb stories you know what I mean it was all this stuff that kind of had like a political point or like a yeah I mean you know you you feel you feel extra betrayed because it's not like oh I made up this joke about like my dog farting on my aunt and it's like okay whatever but like if you're making up a, a a joke yes or like a very serious subject about your wife telling you you have to quit comedy because your baby is getting covered in anthrax. <laughs> your family's um, going to die. You know, that could yes, be yeah, considered. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's it's time to take a look at that, about the repercussions of, of those those actions. The thing about it is I like agree, but I also think like, who does this hurt? You know what I mean? Like, does this actually matter? Like if you were entertained by his comedy does it really matter if he indulged these stories or changed some things? No, like I don't. It doesn't really. I, I, I you know what I'm. You know what I mean. Like I think it's like kind of a weird thing to do. But I also think that this is the problem: is that comedy has turned into this, and it's not about being funny anymore. I think there's this pressure. If you're a certain kind of comedian, there's like a pressure to like tell stories and be serious and have it all like ha- have a point to it. You can't just be funny anymore. It's what that's why like Chappelle's such a bozo now because that's what he does. That's he's an idiot. He he, he's just it's not entertaining. It's just him spouting social justice commentary. Yeah, it's like no one needs that from you. I don't need Hassan Minaj to say that his child almost died for me to like. It's I don't know. It it doesn't, but it doesn't matter. Is what I'm trying to say. If you were entertained by it, does do you really should you really feel betrayed? Is it that you know what I mean? Yeah, I I mean I I know exactly what you mean and. I guess it boils down to every other thing in comedy where like, if I like this, I think it's funny. I am in in entertained and I enjoy it. Do I, do I enjoy it enough to give it a pass? Yes. And that's all it boils down to. And I, I, I would give Hassan Minaj a pass. I don't care. I mean, nowadays, uh, whatever he's doing, blurring the lines between stand up and a stage show and a one man act and a theater presentation, like, you know, when you're doing that type of earnest storytelling that comes off in a very Hamilton the musical kind of way, and like, <laughs> here's my hip hop right. sequencing, and here's and this happened. Pause for you know, it makes you it makes the story that he's telling feel very real, and then people feel lied to, um, and you know the the hypocrisy is very frustrating, and that's why people want so much justice from it, or. They're like, ah, ha, ha, we got one who's who's faking it kind of thing. I guess it just doesn't seem important to me in any way because, it again, it doesn't hurt anyone. You know, you know it's like it doesn't – I mean, I, I guess. It kind of doesn't. I mean, he's he's essentially Karen-ing, I guess. Yeah. Because he's, yeah, he's making up things that could make other people look worse than they actually are. The best way to learn a language – Immersion, living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way, and that's with Babbel. One in five Americans uh, have learned a new language on their bucket list. If that's you, make 2024 the year you finally check it off your list with Babbel. Chris and I are going to the country of Georgia in a month or so, and they have a very unique language, and I will be using Babbel to try and just get a little bit of action so I can know how to order my uh, cold, my cold brew lattes and things like that in a way uh, that's actually science-based. Don't spend hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Use Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons. They're handcrafted by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new lingo in as little as three weeks. Here's a special limited time deal for our listeners right now. Get 55% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com 
slash how long. Get 55% off at babbel.com slash how long, spelled B A B B E L dot com slash how long. Rules and restrictions may apply. Babel. I guess I mean more for the viewer, like, or the, or the fan. You know what I mean? Like, yes, there's some there's some people catching strays from his life, which is that's like very unfair. But you know that going into it, if you're married to a comedian, yes, yes, yes. But I mean, I, I this is, I wonder what will happen. Like, I wonder if people actually will care, or if it will affect anything. I mean, what what he's definitely going to do is put out another one of his specials about this. And somebody will pay him a lot of money for it because everybody will watch it. Do you think that's, it's going to have, do you think the title of it is going to be something that's sort of like, uh, like admitting to or referencing to him being caught lying about all this? Or will he act as if that never happened? We're moving on. No comment kind of thing. Oh, no, 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 no. I think that he's going to milk it. Oh, the yeah. special is going to be called Osama bin fabricating. Yeah, no, totally. Yeah, <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> I got some. Jason's already been thinking some time. He's trying to get in the writer's room for Hassan. That one's no good. I got 10 more just like it. But yeah, I don't know what the. I, I just don't. I don't know. It's it's not really. Um, I think that it's. To me, this is more of the. the uh, just another kind of example of, of how comedy has turned into like a, a very different thing now. And I think there's a lot of pressure to do that. And not everyone should do that <laughs> or needs to do that. Yeah. Like I don't, I don't, I don't need to see like gay jokes that are, aren't funny, but I also don't need to see like emotional storytelling that has like a little bit of humor in it. I, I don't need either of that. Like what happened to like a classic Seinfeld style? Chris know? doesn't like a tweener. It's confusing. Show me what I'm getting and don't, don't stray from the path. Do we, does, does whatever Hassan Minaj's, job description or title need to be altered because he is no longer a comedian he is now just what a uh, an entertainer a, a presentation giver a public speaker do we do we take his his comedian chain away was he ever funny though i mean i don't those specials i even though i like them they weren't funny I'm sure he's funny yeah. but i'm saying that that wasn't really that hasn't been his thing for a long time from what i understand i guess you know, it's it's like a he injects humor when he can. He's like, fuck, I tried to be funny. Yeah, but he doesn't strike me as a humorist. You know, that that's what I mean. I, I think it's like, I don't know. What about a hip-hop humorist? Don't talk about Hamilton anymore. A little more okay. so. <laughs> no, yeah, I know you love it, and it kind of changed It's your... funny, now that, I'm, now that we're talking about it, I remember when we were at the, the GQ person of the year party. Is that what it was? Uh, man of the year, not not. Oh, maybe it was person of the year. That's true. They probably changed it. They don't do man of the year anymore. Are you fucking kidding me? Um, and I remember we were waiting in line or like the valet line. I was waiting behind him and it was right when the, his newest special came out on. And I was like, yo, yes, yes. I remember. Yes, yes, yes. New specials. Great. Great job, buddy. And he looked at me in a way now where that I thought was just like awkwardness <laughs> of just like, oh, oh, here we go kind of thing. But now he did have an air of guilt and maybe shame on his face every time somebody congratulates his special yeah that's what it is <laughs> yeah that's that's what it is yeah yeah it's not because it's some quirked up white boy congratulating him that he does not want to talk to i'm I sure i was not a quirked up white boy i was a, <laughs> i was not drunk yet and i was wearing a red carpet look he he for all he knows i could be a regular upstanding person in the world no i'm just saying and not and not a scum of the earth let person, me tell but, let me let me tell you something most male celebrities don't want to be approached by you they only want to be approached by women and that's just that, that's going to cause a certain kind don't of reaction. Know that about hassan i mean he might suck dick i don't know but i'm saying I, that doesn't mean he wants hassan to been sucking that doesn't mean you want to suck yours i mean he, how could he not i guess look i know i know how to i know how to interact with the celeb you say hey we, we blah, know blah, blah, we good know. big fan keep it moving the whole thing's done in four seconds the last time i interacted with a celeb was when i saw chris robinson from the black crows walking out of the bowery hotel and i just said hell yeah instinctually to him mm -hmm. and i he got it he got it yes yeah, he got it. And I, I, I like that. And he said, He looked he he looked he looked insane. No no shit. But I, I guess I just didn't I hadn't thought about that look, like that crazy look of like I'm wearing several scarves and like big sunglasses and flared how jeans. How many how many how many dead birds 
<laughs> were on his person. Just in terms of the hats, the belts, the shirts, the combined oh, feather yeah. oh, count. No, How many birds do you think? Well, I, I think that the feather stuff probably waits till he touches the stage. This was a st- like that's the other thing about these it was guys. Just they walking look around, ins- look. They look, yeah, they look insane when they're walking around. They look really insane when they get on stage. But he's got the <laughs> voice of an angel, and he's one of the greatest to ever do it. And I felt compelled to just give him a hell yeah, and he gave me a thumbs up in a way that I appreciate that interaction because I usually try not to say anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just, it was instinctual. It was a knee jerk. No, and those are the best reactions, aren't they? When you just overcome. Yes. Bleh. What did I, what am I saying? Yeah, I couldn't even, I couldn't control myself. So, um, speaking of, of Hassan Minaj, Nicki Minaj, her fan group, the Barbs, mm-hmm. what's the fan group for, for Hassan? Oh, and I don't, oh, I'm not, I'm not setting up a joke. I don't have an, uh, an answer prepared I, I, I for this one. I don't know. I mean, I bet he has, I bet there is a name. I, I wonder if they've given themselves a name. Well, yeah. Check the space listeners <laughs> as it develops, as it develops. I was, um, I saw that the national did this big festival in Ohio and like pavement played this weekend and somebody posted a it's it's finally happened and there were there was Taylor Swift style bracelet trading at the national show and I was very upset to see this I was very upset to see this because the Taylor Swift like indie Bonnie Vare the national crossover like I, I'm fine with it because those guys all get very rich, you know, by writing like one song for her, and I think that's cool. Sure, but if I see fifty-year-old men trading fucking bracelets in a parking lot in Ohio, I'm I'm getting concerned. Well, I I, I don't think there's any way that fifty-year-old men are doing that. I think that the national it's a testament to how the national has a young a young fan base, despite them being old i i i don't know if i can agree with you i think it might be both i think it this feels like the you know the taylor swift dad stuff that everybody loved like it's so cute all these dads bring their Mm -hmm. daughter it's like yeah of course they bring their daughter they're they're, they don't they don't they want her to shut the fuck up about seeing taylor swift right like that's what your job your job as a parent is to get your kid to shut the fuck up and also your kid is too young to let him go to a stadium alone so you have to go (laughs) yeah exactly yeah, like this 12-year-old isn't going to shut the fuck up unless I spend three Gs and take her and her homie to see Taylor Swift at Giant Stadium. And also, if you are that big of a Taylor Swift fan, why are you so surprised that somebody would want to go see them play live? It's true. It's true. I, I just, but I, I don't know if, I, I think it's the Taylor Swift. Despite everything. Like, I think the Taylor This dad went. I think the Taylor Swift dad saw the bracelet trading and was like, oh, this mm-hmm. is so cute. Like, oh, it's a way to bond. And then two can play at this game goes to see. Yeah, exactly. Goes to see the national and him and his boys split in a six, a six pack of IPAs in the parking lot, mm-hmm. start trading bracelets. It's just too crazy. They are a, a notorious live band, right? Like they have rabid yeah, they're great. Yeah, they're, like, they're a great live. It's band. a religious experience when they play. And I think anytime you have a religious experience in a live music setting, for whatever reason, human beings are compelled to create small bracelets out of plastic <laughs> beads that you get at the mall and then trade them with other people. And uh, obviously this was, I, I thought the origin of it was in, in rave culture, but maybe it happened in the 60s with hippie stuff. Like I, I could see that happening. I, yeah, I you actually know, like don't. Like a little Woodstock kind of vibe. Yeah, yeah. I actually don't know. I, that's 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 interesting. I, I don't know. People have been making beads for a long fucking time. People been but making- I, li- I like that it went from raves of just like, hey, I'm, I, I just chewed my left nostril off because I'm on so many <laughs> drugs that my little brother made with his friends. Um out of like pool supplies that I want you to have this bracelet that says twinkle fuck. <laughs> and somebody's like, yes, we need that at Taylor Swift. Yeah, I mean, where songs are about how boys are bad. I just love like a, a 50 year old, like, you know, art director going back to work on Monday <laughs> with like a little bracelet on that says blood buzz, Ohio, you know, out of, out of beads. It's just, it seems if I understood that reference, I would probably be laughing a lot right now. It's a, it's just a national song. It's just their best, mm-hmm. you know, but I'm just saying like the fact that that is where we're at is, is I think it's gone too far. I think Taylor has to be stopped at any cost. I, I, I also think that it's an attention span thing, but I guess a positive use of it because normally you go to this giant soccer or football arena and you have to sit there and wait for the show for a long time. You get there early. 
and then everyone's like true True. Is there something productive that we can do that does not involve looking at our phones? Yeah. Let's uh let's start trading beads with strangers. I guess I guess getting offline and trading beads is probably good for the mental health or or whatever, you know, but I I still can't <laughs> I still can't back it for me. It's it, <laughs> it's the it's the new touching grass. It's the same thing of watching 50-year-old men gush over Olivia Rodrigo. It's like you got to chill, bro. This ain't for you. Like you can listen to it a couple times <laughs> and understand what it is to be able to speak about it, but you you can't be posting the picture of the gatefold vinyl you bought yeah you, you know like we gotta we gotta walk it back we gotta walk it and back. if you're in the breeders you can't be saying yes to that offer to open you gotta just bite the bullet that's, and keep no, collecting that government no, cheese no, you can't do it no that's not no that's actually not true i totally disagree with you on that <laughs> i think you should cash out as much as possible um but i i last last night uh al and i went to see sophia coppola in conversation with with Lynn Hirschberg from W at the it was like a the strand put it on to celebrate her new book with Mac but it was at mm. Cooper Union Cooper Union the famous art school in the East Village mm. and um I was really taken aback by the crowd okay you know so this is this very similar to going to a feminist debate just so you could see Anna from Red Scare talk yeah kind of yeah it's just I, people who get a fit off so they could be in the same room as Sofia Coppola. The the amount of like kind of cute art school vibe girls in like an outfit like looking put together that came alone and were reading a book while we waited was the most I, I it was unbelievable. There was 25 girls reading a book that came alone waiting on her to, to yeah, come on. Not not since the last time you saw Bell and Sebastian play live. <laughs> yeah, totally. Did you see exactly, something like this? Exactly. But she, but it was like, you know, and, and then I guess, yeah, they went through all the movies, which is pretty interesting. And like, she told a good story about playing her dad, like the soundtrack, the air, all the air songs. Mm -hmm. She was like, actually, yeah, the first time I played that for my dad, he was stoned and was like, this is really cool. And I was like, damn, imagine damn. Francis Ford Coppola hitting the, hitting the J with the AirPods in being like, <laughs> damn, air is sick. I fuck with this. I like the, that, uh, that Franny's still puffing that Chiba. I mean, I think it's I think it's a beautiful thing for a, a creative couple is at the beach house. Creative man to be in Belize. So it's pretty groovy. Belize, <laughs> drinking his own wine, smoking his own weed. Well, he doesn't drink his own wine. He's probably he's got enough money to he doesn't have to do that. The, yeah, that's a good point. The the like the the Q and A section. It was all you had to like pre submit your questions. You know, and mm. um, it was. So so there wasn't like the whole, which is probably smart because there'd be some freaks that like fan out and do something weird. Mm -hmm. And the questions were all so fucking dorky. Like, I heard you used your dad's lenses from Rumblefish on the Virgin Suicides. Is that actually true? <laughs> and it's it's just like, I'm like, you're, we're sitting with one of the coolest women to ever live and someone who has like incredible taste and has kind of been able to stay the course for such a long career, mm -hmm. and you guys want to ask her about lenses, Chris? Put your put your <laughs> yourself into the mind of a simp. <laughs> I mean, if, okay, I'm here. I'm here. If I'm a guy, if I'm if I'm a person, and I'm I'm, I'm like I'm going to ask her about lenses. I'm, I'm not like the other guys. Yes, and she's going to be so impressed that I knew this piece of information that she's probably going to send me a DM later. And I know it's weird, and I'm married. But what if could we grab a drink after this? I was just so <laughs> moved by you. Your question about lenses, like, could, are you free to hit Veselka at midnight and just like talk about it? Like, because I, I'm, I, you know, I'm really interested in lenses too. But the, but but it made me think about her and and the way that I think that people really want her to be serious. And I wonder if that's actually who she is. Does that does that make you know what I mean? Like. Mm. I think because she makes these like beautiful films and she has like such a unbelievable um, kind of way of, of, of showing things th like through a female gaze. Mm -hmm. And I think that people, I think people like over intellectualize it and everything with her has to be so serious. And I bet she just wants to like talk about cool stuff. Do you, do you feel like she has some sort of self deputized duty to be, more composed and elegant than she wishes to be 
in the public eye? No, I think she's very composed and elegant. I just think that people approach. No, but I'm saying, like, I'm saying she is that. But do you think she feels the need to be more composed and elegant than she wants to? For whatever reasons, her family lineage, her reputation, no, no, or just actually, her target no, I demographic. Think, I think that I think that it's foisted upon her is what I'm trying to say. Okay. I think that like she has she makes what she makes and does what she does. And like the way people approach her and the way people want to talk about it is always like this super like intellectual highbrow thing. Okay. Whereas I have a feeling that every once in a while she might want to go silly Sophia how long gone mode and have a little fun with it back when she was have a little fun when I was drinking my the worst champagne ever made out of this little aluminum can that has a straw built in they need to bring those back heaven by Mark Jacobs style that shit would sell change the formula around so it doesn't taste like rat poison and then we'll be good to go well my question is is you saying this about Sophia your version of asking about the lenses uh i mean maybe in terms of trying to get some pussy maybe no not literally of course no i i I, no not at all i just think that it's like we i think once we decide what someone is it's very hard for that to change in the public eye Mm -hmm. you you know what i'm saying like i think that like once it's established that this is what we think you are there's like we're not interested in other facets of your personality yeah that's like when somebody meets you in real life and they're sort of disappointed to learn that you're nice yeah exa- no it's very yeah exactly exactly <laughs> like i don't what am i supposed to do i mean i can- like oh oh well that's not fun anymore yeah i guess okay well yeah i guess i'll leave you alone because i don't really want to talk to you anymore <laughs> um but it was a fun it was it was like a it was st- obviously it was still good and she told some great stories but it was just like a funny did you get anything signed no it's also it's all so like buttoned up and pro it's like you pre-order and you pick it up there's no she's not interacting with anyone oh you know it's very it's very smart actually it's very smart they keep it they keep it very dialed in okay and the book is good you have the book yeah the book's amazing yeah the book's really good i mean i think it's like this was something that was so overdue that people want from her because uh you know this is what she is kind of known for damn wouldn't it be crazy if she promoted her book on po- podcast platforms i mean well don't worry <laughs> no i'm just don't kidding. worry it's gonna i mean look she did dax shepherd so that gives me hope <laughs> that was years ago it was a couple years ago i don't know what the i don't know what it was for um maybe for I on guess the rocks there could be a, f- a, f- a friendly connection through hollywood nepotism or something i mean obviously if she has some shit to sell she's going to sell a lot more of it going on dax shepherd's curse podcast instead of ours but i haven't listened to it still. i haven't listened to that in a while i only listened to his relapse episode because <laughs> i was really interested in that but uh i have not listened to it in a long fucking time but it feels like i don't hear about it as much anymore you know what i'm saying i feel like there was a time where it was like i hear about it all the, and i don't feel like that's that's the i case. think i think because they did a, a deal to be exclusive on spotify the same reason why we don't hear about rogan that much anymore oh i didn't oh okay so you okay i could be wrong or maybe that that time frame has expired has expired and they're they have a full full release now i'm not sure but but there's still something they did they did something like they put them behind a paywall of sorts Man. i mean i, I want to know what it is about dax shepherd i'd like to have a dinner with him or you know go to craig's or something and just figure out what is it how do you how do people like you do you remember do you well, there's got to be something do you remember when when he they did that thing where they were like the airport and then they were stranded and they had like their three kids and they were sleeping in the airport and people were like <laughs> bro you're rich like you're so rich like why are you doing this like how could like that makes you so unlikable <laughs> to pretend that that's what you have to do you you would do this for content creation yeah like they were literally doing it for they'd created like forts and like pallets on the floor of the airport the logan airport in boston <laughs> and i was just like you guys got it like this is come on dude like i'm not saying you got to check into the fucking four seasons but you can stay in the airport hotel anybody reading this from their acer computer can google how many tens of millions of dollars <laughs> yes, your yeah, your family dude, exactly. has communally and how yes what, what is the what's the the line from pulp common people you could you could call your dad and and stop it all or what is it on common people i don't know the, ever- the song is about people rich rich 
people wanting to live the life of a regular person and everyone sees through it kind of thing yes that if you is, call your dad you could he could stop it all is, is the line yes that's yeah that's what Dak, that's what Dak shepherd's kids were saying to him <laughs> if Dak calls whoever at wme some person in a car will pick him up and take him to a nice hotel no i mean th- yeah there's definitely yeah there's definitely an assistant somewhere that should be booking a hotel for you like it's not that hard to do yeah you don't have to live off of uh expired panera bread (laughs) he's he's dumpster diving for bagels at the logan airport (laughs) but he's i think his appeal i think the appeal of dax is the true like i think he really feels like an everyman to some people and i don't know how that's possible because he's obviously rich and like pretty famous um, but it just seems like yeah. But a lot of people feel like that. Well, a, a lot of people like those types of people because it gives you hope that maybe I too, sure, a doofus could could slip, fall, and stumble into a successful career in Hollywood. He is ripped, though. I'll give him that. He looks he looks pretty good. I mean, he, he I see pictures. He's ripped. He has a good collection of like bad Ben Affleck style tattoos. Seeing pictures, where you're like, oh, you got yeah. the dragon sleeve. Yeah, okay, yeah, play yeah, Okay, you, How do we hide that on chips. Damn, that koi fish is big. Uh, I feel like he does. <laughs> I feel like he does. There would be pictures of him like hiking, hiking, you know, like doing Runyon, and he would be. Mm-hmm. He looks so ripped, like veins popping out of his fucking shoulders. But he would be wearing some of the weirdest clothes, like like TJ Maxx board shorts with like an oversized tank top. Oh yeah, you know, and like. Reebok CrossFit shoes, you know, just the weirdest, <laughs> the weirdest combination of clothes, and it's like that. That makes me so mad. It's hard, well, it's hard to resist. I mean, take it from me, somebody who experiences this on a much lower level. But every day they they open their front door and there's new free clothes sitting there. Sure, and you're like, eh, I'll just I'm just gonna well, go Jason, hiking. Jason, and you forget that paparazzi is gonna take a of you wearing <laughs> these clothes, one of the worst outfits ever made. These clothes are so bad that I don't I think he bought them. That's what I'm saying. Like I don't even <laughs> like they're so bad that he had to buy them somewhere at a very like, like a, there's no way that he's gonna get seated these Reebok yes, <laughs> CrossFit yes, shoes. Exactly. That's what I'm the saying. The only person like, that would so seed them is is a. Uh, TJ Maxx. That's what gifting, I mean. Gifting yeah, suite. It's it's what's the what's the store now? Like Big Five. It's all Big Five. You know, it's like th- that's what it is. It just well, feels... these are on sale at Dick's. I saw the ad in the paper. Went back and picked. They had them in my size, so I said, "Why the hell not?" You know, it's crazy because that multimillionaire is definitely hitting Dick's Memorial Day sale for his <laughs> a- for his athleisure. A hundred percent. It's so. Nah, I'm not gonna get a crossbow. That's crazy. <laughs> so um, strange. So strange. What do you? Speaking of airlines, you reminded me about some people having uh, a thoughts and feeling a type of way about Delta's restructuring yeah. of their uh, their point system. Sam Hine actually hit me. He's like, "When when are you guys talking about it? This is this is breaking <laughs> this is breaking news." I'm like, "All right, yeah, yeah. this is important to our uh, privileged community." I'm I'm interested. Actually, I was talking about this with Alex. Well, yesterday. can we explain exactly what happened? I mean, I don't exactly. I don't. Like, I haven't um, read the full thing yet, but basically, I think it's like. For for a while now, you could pay to have an American Express card and go into the lounge no matter what. And it has overrun the lounges, and there's like a line all the time at every airport. It's like a nightmare. It, it feels like you're in fucking, you know, feels like you're, it, it doesn't feel special. Let's, let's put it that way. It's giving FEMA tent, grab a sandwich and eat it on the floor if you're lucky. Yeah, it's, yeah, 100%. And I think what they have done. Thanks, million milers. If I'm not mistaken, I think what they have done is basically like you can't just have a credit card and a basic economy ticket and come into the lounge anymore yeah you can't come into the the lounge with an economy ticket you have to have a business class or a first class or delta one i think i don't even i don't even know if it's that high maybe comfort plus gets you in that'd be that'd be key for me but i I think the other more or not more but maybe equally important is it's no longer based on a combination of dollars spent and miles flown it's only dollars spent now dollars so basically if 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 i'm flying back and forth between sacramento and orlando twice a week and i'm getting economy and i have you know i'm cranking up so many miles i'm getting upgrades and blah 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 and, and all that. they're saying no that's not enough. You also have to be spending spending 35 the a first year class tickets the business i think you got to spend yeah. i mean I, I think if I don't know, I mean, I think I, I can't imagine how unhappy the, the I can't imagine the conversation between Delta and American Express. 
because I bet that is some serious negotiating at that table because this is a relationship that is like, like most people have an American Express card for this reason. You know what I mean? Like that's the probably the yeah. b- the biggest reason. Especially Only reason why I have it. Especially from like a business standpoint. But I I think I read in a friend of the show Dan Frommer's newsletter something like uh, Delta gave American Express seven billion dollars in revenue this year. Yeah, to- oh, or totally. was it the other way around? Amex Amex gave Delta seven billion dollars. Yeah, I, I believe that. I just wonder who feels more powerful in that relationship at that negotiating table. Because they both need each other so badly at this point, and they're like so closely tied in most people's minds. I'd rather spend thirty-five a year on American Express card than go on United or something. You know, of course, of course. And I think as as Dan was saying, if you if you're currently a Delta person and you fly a decent amount, you know, nothing is really going to change for you that much. Yeah. And if if you don't yeah. fly that often, then you can kind of just pick whatever airline is the cheapest and easiest for you and it kind of doesn't really it's not going to matter that much anymore yeah the perks aren't going to be jack shit i mean i hate the um because now i mean it's worth like i would, I would rather pay more money for a delta flight than in a, in a united flight because i got all my points and stuff but i think this is going to be the first and last year that i get to be diamond on delta i'm going to hit it soon don't do I that bro don't do that you can grand opening grand closing you can do this fam I-, I have faith in you okay and let's let's like keep the morale up here well i mean have faith in yourself if it if it happens <laughs> you're going to be the only reason why it does so <laughs> oh well, then we're good yeah then we're good i have i have 100 okay. faith in myself that's not a problem hallelujah uh, how long gone uh thank you guys for joining us um the tickets are on sale they're moving f- quite fast actually like i was i was surprised and elated um, when we got yeah. our ticket counts on Friday, but yeah, Cause it's scary to to do a, a live podcast show when you have um, imposter syndrome and you have to fill up a fucking thousand capacity concert venue. Uh, well, that's speak for yourself. Uh, speak for yourself. <laughs> but the, yeah, how long gone? El Rey Theater, uh, November eleventh. Um, those tickets are on sale now, and then uh, December second um in new york city at webster hall those tickets are on sale we'll be announcing a big show in boston with our friend uh kevin morby performing with us um we're getting it together we'll announce we'll announce that soon Fucking morby guy we're we're very excited about that a little a little bit of a format change for us um but it should be fun and uh i think that's it yeah and besides jason's gonna go get the Dunkin' Donuts Ice Spice collaboration today, so you can tell you guys Did about you see it. See the photo and, um, of, of her and <laughs> <laughs> her and uh, and Affleck. It's like a staged photo of them having like a discussion. No meeting about the drink. Have you seen it? No, but that's really funny. I got I saw an employee being like, "What the fuck." I didn't know we were allowed to blend donuts into drinks <laughs> when she saw the recipe. Like, oh, this is happening now. Great. I'd love to see that. Ice Spice. Affleck and Ice Spice building over a love for Duncan. It's like a very, I mean, I think it's a commercial, obviously. Yes, because, yes. Because Ben Affleck is like a an ambassador. Yes, he's. You a, know, kind of like how Tom Brady runs Delta Airlines now. Yeah. Ben Affleck also runs. Ben, Ben's on the board. Duncan Donuts. But it's like uh, them having. Ben has his the, the executive boardroom. There's a uh, 11 million calorie, quote unquote, coffee drink on the table that has enough sugar to oh, yeah. This is good. This go is to good. go to SpaceX and back. And Ben has his pen out and he's he's intently listening to her ideas on the branding strategy and the Q3 this is really funny. Rollout. This is really fucking funny. Like her, her not seeing her face, but only seeing her hair and knowing who it is, you know? is like a nice iconic is iconic i want to know i mean because everyone like ice spice she's on the up she's young she's grabbing as much cast as she can it makes perfect sense ben affleck he's in his 50s or whatever he has so much money why are you doing this you always you really have a tough time understanding that people who have a lot of money the reason they have a lot of money is because they want a lot of money and they'll do anything to get it Ben Affleck, if he loves Dunkin' Donuts and they're like, hey, we're going to pay you millions of dollars to, to do stuff with us, why would he not? What on earth? Why would he not do that? I mean, I, I must have this. It, it gives me the the ICK because I know somewhere if I was ever, deep down, if I was ever in that situation, I would do the same exact thing. And this is me punishing myself and my future self for doing it. 
But I feel like if you've done so many amazing things and given so much of your art and self to the world and amassed hundreds of millions of dollars and married a woman who has 10 times as much money as you, you never have to shill Dunkin' Donuts or Taco Bell combo meals or any of the shit. He's not shilling because he likes it. That's what I'm, it's like part of his brand. The Dunkin' thing yeah. happened organically, I think. I guess. I think he was like seen with it so many times they were finally like, all right, bro, let's let's make a deal. Like you're doing so much free labor for us anyway. Right. Uh, the, I mean, those photos of him like. It's like me and Sweet Green. Uh, you and Sweet Green. I don't even want to talk about me. You eat that cashew and you shut the fuck up, Chris. <laughs> HowLongGone.com for tickets. Uh, we will see you guys uh, next week with more enlightening podcasts. Thank you. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs>